Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra. I'm your host for the Style Matters podcast. For the next several weeks, I'm taking a break from airing new episodes while I work on some other projects, but I am still delighted that you're here. And to make sure that you don't get bored waiting around for me to get back, I'm re-releasing some of my all-time favorite interviews from previous seasons. I've chosen five of the very best that you might have missed and that I think are really worth taking a listen to. Now, if you're new to the podcast, you'll probably be surprised to hear two of us asking the interview questions, and that's because these episodes were all recorded with my co-host, Karen Grant, who is no longer with the show. And I have to admit, I've been feeling a little nostalgic as I listen back and hear Karen's voice. Anyway, as you're catching up on these missed episodes, I would really, really appreciate it if you could listen to them using the free Radio Public app. Just download it onto your phone and use it the way you would iTunes or any other app that you use to get your shows. It doesn't cost you anything, but every time you listen on the Radio Public app, content creators like me get paid a tiny amount. And your downloads really do add up and help me keep the show running. So thanks. I really appreciate it. And now I'll get to the introductions. This is the episode with designer Liz Camerol that we originally recorded in the summer of 2017. We talk about her stunning home in Portland, Oregon that she was leaving behind to spend several months traveling around the country in an RV that she and her husband had just started to renovate. Fast forward to 2019 and Liz has settled in New Orleans, working her style magic from there. I wanted to re-release this episode because I think that Liz's just do it and why not approach to decorating is a really good reminder to all of us to lighten up and let our homes be incubators for our creativity. And she talks a little bit about letting that creativity happen in this episode. So here we go. So the first thing, Liz, that we wanted to talk to you about actually is your geometric wall that you have in your living room. Um, And we think it's just, it's such a good example uh, of your de- design philosophy uh, to follow no rules and to go with your gut. And so we were wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how the project came to be. 
So <clears throat> I was debating on the black wall for a really long time. I had no idea what to do on there. And, you know, we have the big gallery wall that's really busy with all the paintings and plants and artwork. And then there's the couch that's in front of the black wall. And it's got so many pillows and patterns and everything is really, really, really busy. And I felt like everything that I put on that wall was just like, it's, it was too cluttered. Mm-hmm. And so I just trying to think like, what can I do on there? Because I, I can't have it empty. I can't have an empty wall. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> and But I wanted to have something. And so, I don't know, I just was sitting across the room staring at it and was like, okay, so maybe it should be black on black. And what could I make? What do we have on hand? Because I don't want to spend a lot of money. And then I don't, I don't exactly know really how it, how I came up with it, but we just had the wood and then I thought, why don't we just cut it up and make a pattern? And so Tim cut all the triangles and then I just started laying them out and I don't know, it just kind of organically happened without a rhyme or reason. I rarely plan stuff out or really think about it too much before I do something. It just kind of happens and evolves as it goes. So, well, it it sounds like you had this idea in mind to add texture, you know, not just pattern because You've got the black wood triangles on top of the black wall, but then weren't you laying it out on the floor and then your dog walked through? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Bo is a lunatic. I had it all laid out on the parking pad and the design was perfect and I took a picture of it and then Bo just came storming through and all the pieces scattered away. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then maybe I could just have it fade out because I didn't cutting all those triangles took forever. And I can be pretty lazy sometimes. And I was like, well, this is going to like take way too much time. And then when he scattered them out, I was like, oh, yeah, we could just kind of stop it halfway through. You're brilliant, Bo. And so we did it. <laughs> well, yeah. So that was, that was my favorite part of the story. And I definitely think that you must have a certain mentality that allowed you to not like quickly want to fix the mess that he made. What do you think people can do to sort of continue on with that? Like when those happy accidents happen? Yeah, I think, um, and along the same lines of like trying to follow design rules and trying to have everything, you know, perfect and measured out and symmetrical and has to be a certain way. I think if you can just let go and realize that when things like that happen, it's what makes it original because I never could have planned for Bo to do that, you know, and it made it something that was more unique to right. me personally. And just doing that in everything. Like I am, and Tim hates this about me because he's the complete opposite. He's an ultra perfectionist and I am not. Like I don't care if things are unperfect or crooked or not level or ripped on the corner. I think it just makes it feel more comfortable and at home. Um, I don't worry about making a mess or feeling uncomfortable in the space. Like you can just relax and it's my home and I don't know. Don't worry about it. I feel like you are my, my soulmate in this regard (laughs) because Karen definitely plans things out. She's, she's just so good at DIY projects and she, she really cares about things looking their absolute best and I guess I don't. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> the other part of that story that I love is how you were saying that cutting out all of those triangles is getting a bit tedious <laughs> and you're kind of lazy. And when he scattered them all about, it sort of solved the problem of having to cut any more out, which is so what I would do. I am so lazy. Oh, God, I just love that. I love You guys that. are design soulmates. I just feel like you validated my, oh, that's my awesome. whole Absolutely. <laughs> and and Zandra's husband is just as mystified as yours. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God, I love it. One of your services is the two-hour design consultation mm-hmm. where you help the person kickstart their ideas. And I thought that was so interesting. It's not like you are going to come in and completely redo a room for them top to bottom. It's more like creative brainstorming. Yeah, exactly. I love doing that. I love going into someone's space and being like, have you thought about doing this or, you know, just kind of opening up their creative blocks that they've put in and helping them just feel more able to express themselves, but then without making any concrete decisions, just giving suggestions and maybe putting together a quick little mood board for them to use as a tool to move forward. You guys are renovating a 1982 Winnebago. You're putting up the wallpaper and you're talking about how your husband refers to your DIY approach as lizzing something. Oh my God. There's so much stuff in our house that I've done on my own. And he's like, oh, you lizzed it again. Like (laughs) there's five holes to hang one picture, of course, or, you know, there's paint on the ceiling or what I just, I'm a mess. (laughs) (laughs) What, What I'm getting out of this is that you get, design inspiration and you go for it. I mean, really Mm -hmm. what's the worst that can happen is that you have four extra holes. I mean, that's really the worst case scenario. Tell us a little bit about the Winnebago since Karen brought it up. What um, made you start this project? Okay. So um, actually we started talking about the Winnebago last August uh, because we were just, we actually, it was our wedding anniversary and we were out to dinner. This is a really long story, but you can. <laughs> That's okay. We like did. long stories. <laughs> okay. I'll try and do it quick. But um, yeah, so we were out to dinner and we were just talking about what have we done this year? What's been our favorite experience or our favorite date? And one of the, our favorite dates that we brought up was actually our last year anniversary. And we were like, oh my God, how is this even possible that an entire year has gone by? And that was one of our favorite dates and just started talking about our jobs and how much you know, time is flying by and work is consuming and we're not doing enough. And so I brought up the idea, not knowing that Tim would at all agree to it. And I was super (laughs) surprised, but I said, why don't we just quit our jobs and get a winner, you know, not a Winnebago, but an RV and just travel the States and be little gypsies. And we can do art projects along the way because he's extremely creative as well. And we could just kind of live a simpler life and make more memories and experiences because right now we're just living, get up, go to work, go to bed, get up, go to work, go to bed every single day. You're very gutsy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is a little bit terrifying and, you know, leaving our jobs and we hit, we, you know, we have a really comfortable lifestyle right now. We don't really have to worry about anything, but then at the same time, I feel like that kind of makes life a little boring and every day is the same. And so I'm, really excited to just not know what's going to happen. And, you know, we'll always make it work out somehow. And you will always be glad that you've done this. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me of a story that we heard or read about 
where you really started following your gut. It, it sounds like this was sort of the beginning where mm-hmm. it was your couch. It's a great example of your design philosophy where adding that couch to your space really changed the trajectory of how you make design decisions. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that moment or or that couch? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was at a design consultation through my job for a staging appointment and um, the house was completely vacant except for this couch in the middle of the living room. And I said, uh, what's going on with this couch? Are you going to get rid of it? Because I mean, it is a little bit crazy for staging a home to use that. And he said, oh, we're just going to throw it away. And immediately I was like, oh, oh my God. Okay. I am obsessed with this. I need this couch. And I asked my friend who was with me and I was like, what do you think about this thing? Because it's the craziest piece of furniture I had ever considered owning before. I never, it just wasn't anything I thought I would own. And she was like, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. And I didn't commit to it. Can can you describe it in case people haven't seen it? Oh yeah. So it's um, probably from the sixties or seventies. It's got a really bold, burnt um, orange, mustard yellow, black and cream pattern, really large pattern all over it. And it's, it's in really intense, (laughs) really colorful. (laughs) Um, and so then I, I came back home and got on Instagram and I just put a, posted a picture and asked for people's opinion and immediately like 50 comments of yes. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. You have to buy that. I think there was one no. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, so then I got really panicked and I was like, Oh my God, he probably already got rid of it. What's happening? So I messaged the guy and I was like, do you still have this couch? I need it. I'll come get it tomorrow. And he was like, yeah, got it. It's fine. You can have it. And then <laughs> I brought it home and surprisingly, Tim liked it too. I'm always surprised when he likes something or goes <laughs> along with my crazy ideas, but he did. And then, um, yeah, I just decided to have the cushions reupholstered because they were a little worn down. And and then at that moment, I just realized I love this and it brings me so much happiness that I don't really care if anybody doesn't like it because it's not in their home. They're not a client of mine. I really, really, really love it. It like makes my heart happy. And it just made me realize that's how I want to feel about everything in my home. And I don't care if it was last year's trend or an ugly color combo. Like it's my home. I I really don't care. I love that. I love that story of how something bold made your heart sing and you really haven't looked back. No, yeah, not at all. And I, I get fed up. I mean, I've always been a person that... um I get annoyed when something is popular. Like if I like something and then I find out it's popular, I'm like, ugh, okay, (laughs) I don't like this anymore, which I try not to do that anymore anyways, but I've always been one to kind of be against something if it's really trendy. And so it's kind of in my instinct to just not really care about what's popular right now in the moment. Right, right. We'll be back after a quick break. I just want to jump in here for a minute and remind you about the new free quiz that you can take at slowstylehome.com. It's called the Fix My Room Quiz, and I've created it because a lot of times when we're ready to change up a room in our homes, we get stuck not knowing where to start or what to do first. I mean, do you paint the walls? Do you come up with a different floor plan? Do you declutter first and then buy all new stuff? It's daunting. So the quiz is designed as a way for you to assess what's not working so that you're pointed in the right direction in terms of what to focus on. Everything else can kind of fall away. 
After years of helping others look around their rooms and identify the possibilities for big, impactful changes, I figured out how you can do this assessment yourself. The 20 multiple choice questions will ask you about how your room is functioning and how your style is developing. Then you'll receive a detailed summary from me about what you should tackle first. No more guessing and no more throwing money away or time. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. All right, let's jump back into today's episode. Another thing that we really love about uh, your spaces is is how layered they are. Xandra's like has pointed out to me like a million times that awesome picture that you have. Yeah, it's a jute rug. I think it's jute that you've used as a medallion that you've put up on your ceiling yes. <laughs> around your light fixture. Oh my god, I saw that picture and I said to Karen, "This woman <laughs> is brilliant. We have got to talk to her." Because it's that kind of thinking differently. It it's so creative. How did you come up with that idea? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think I was sitting in the dining room because that's where the rug used to live. And I was like, this never gets, we never sit in here and eat. We never, I never get to appreciate this rug. I I honestly don't know what my brain is doing sometimes. It just, I should write it down. When the moment happens, I should be like, this is exactly what happened in my mind. (laughs) But I don't know. I just thought... uh, no, I could even make up a story. I can't even think of anything clever to say. It just kind of happened. And then we um, we just use a ton of screws and nails to attach it. And it took forever. And it was really dusty and gross. Because, of course, I didn't vacuum it before I put it on the ceiling. Why would I do that? It was just <laughs> ridiculous. You and Sandra are so much alike. This is freaking me out. <laughs> All right. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like in this case, it started with this thing that you really liked, the rug, and it was in a space that you weren't using. So you started thinking about ways you could use it differently. Yeah. And so it feels like maybe the creative idea starts with that, with, huh, this little part isn't working and how can I make it work? Is is that a question that you feel like you answer for yourself a lot? Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the rug on the ceiling for sure. And then like, um, I had this really beautiful long macrame runner and I kept moving it around trying to find a spot for it so you could see it more. And there was just, I couldn't find a place and then realized, you know, the side of the fridge is really hideous. Why don't I just drape it over the fridge and just, you know, trying to find a purpose for something in an unusual way or make something that's ugly, pretty with what I have on hand. Yeah. So how do you think all of this is going to translate to the RV? Um, well, originally my plan for the RV was to go very minimalistic and very modern and try to do something really opposite. But then I realized that's just forcing something that's not me. And so it's kind of evolved back into the crazy pattern mixing and, you know, textures and pillows and plants as much as I can fit in there. Um, (laughs) I've, uh, painted I actually just did a little flamingo wallpaper like a little mini version of what we have in our dining room in there so it brings a little piece of our home with us oh cool which is cute but I'm finding it a little bit harder because with the Winnebago we're picking everything from scratch and like I have this open possibility of doing whatever I want in there 
And so we'll go to Home Depot or wherever we are shopping for something. And I feel so overwhelmed because there are so many options. It's like, it's paralyzing. I, I'm so used to just making something work, being forced to work with it because I found it at the thrift store or it was given to me and I just find a way to use it. So it's, that's been a little more tough for me. Yeah, you have the constraint of space, but it, otherwise it's a blank slate. Yeah, I've just tried to, <clears throat> as I'm researching something, if I find something that I love and I'm like, okay, I love this, then I just choose it. And then I don't look anymore because if I keep looking, I'll find something else and then I'll debate back and forth. And I hate doing that. So I'm just trying to, you know, for the wallpaper we did on the ceiling, I just went on to anthropology and I love that one. And so I just ordered it right then and there. Not, I just don't want to think about it anymore. It's almost like thrift shopping <laughs> where I just see it, grab it, go. And so where is the couch going during this? You're not selling the couch, right? Actually, I think we're going to sell everything in our house before we leave. Wow. Yeah. I want to get rid of, I don't want any ties to anything. They want a minimum. I mean, there's a few things I'm going to keep a handful of stuff, but I I think I'm going to sell the couch. Wow. Even though you're a stylist and you spend your time writing and thinking about interiors, ultimately it's about reflecting your experiences. And so it's actually fairly easy to let go of the stuff when it's time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just stuff. And I love change and reinventing myself. So as much as I love this couch, like I really love it and it's so comfortable and I'm obsessed with it. At the same time, I want, I want to try something new. I want to have a new living room. I want to start over and that couch is pretty specific. So yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is just another way where I feel like I feel like we're soulmates. I know. It's <laughs> change. I love change. And I don't have trouble getting rid of things. Karen and I talk about this a lot because she's much more sentimental. <laughs> she's much more of a hoarder than I am. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I love the depth to which you care for things. And I, 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 I just don't have that. <laughs> yeah. So someone else is going to get their own experience with your couch. and Exactly. And, yeah, I think that'll be cool too. So one more thing that I wanted to touch on before we wrap up is uh, you have this awesome video that was done for 1859 Magazine in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, and we completely related to the video. First of all, we always head into a thrift store without a cart and regret <laughs> it every single time. I mean, it's embarrassing. I'm always ending up by the front door trying to get a cart with okay. all this stuff in my arms and thinking someone's going to think I'm taking this stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to like somehow unload it into a cart in the front. But I feel like if I have a cart, I'm going to jinx it. I was just going to say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. You guys can have a little <laughs> private moment. <laughs> It's so true, though. It's so true. <laughs> but just tell us a little bit about that video. If you could just mention a few of the tips you shared about thrifting. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I can't think of any tips for like when you're actually in the store, but like a general thrifting tip is you can't just go once. You know, you have to go all the time to find yeah. the good stuff. Because, you know, I like my little brown chairs in the living room. People are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you found that at Goodwill. But it's not like I went one time to Goodwill. And I found those chairs. (laughs) I've been to Goodwill 200, 300 times and I found them once. So the odds are really not in your favor, but you have to go a lot. Right, right. 
So for our last question, which is why does style matter? I'm really curious to hear your answer because I'm wondering if it's changing now that you're selling all of your stuff and moving into a small space. Or maybe not. Maybe the reason why style mm -hmm. matters is more of a big picture question for you. But how, how would you answer that? So if I didn't have the ability to decorate, I wouldn't feel like I was contributing. We, we don't usually think of it that way. We think of it as being, I don't know, more self-serving, I guess. But you're right. It, the way we contribute to the world in our mm. little small corner of it if it's something that's visual and something you feel passionate about, it's going to feed you. It's going to enable you to make your mark and make your contribution. Yeah. And I just want people, I think even if you're creative or not, everybody really enjoys being in a beautiful space and just trying to help people unlock, like I've said it a million times, just those rules, you know, like you <clears throat> can naturally have talent to do design. But I mean, I feel like most people know that simple things like I love the color blue or I love, you know, a certain pattern. And just to know that you can paint your walls blue, you can do a wall of that pattern. You can have the freedom to decorate your space in the way that you love. Thank you so much, Liz. This has been really incredible. So fun. Yeah, Thank really you, Liz. Fun. I know you really inspired us today. Thanks so much for visiting with me on the little yellow couch. Just to remind you, this is one of a five-part series of re-released episodes from previous seasons. I'll be back with all new interviews on April 29th. And two other things. If you haven't already, please go download the free Radio Public app and listen to the podcast from there. It really does help me produce this show. And if you're looking to map out or rediscover your personal aesthetic in your home, you can grab my worksheet on creating a style manifesto that lays the foundations for happy design. Just go to littleyellowcouch.com and click on Style Manifesto. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now. <laughs>